This is Street Talk with Chris Davies, helping you maneuver the road of real estate. Get up to speed with expert insights on the mortgage industry and your Northwest stomping grounds. Buy, sell, invest, and rest. Street Talk. Now, with this panel of industry insiders, here's Chris Davies. Good morning, Seattle. Good morning to the Pacific Northwest. Welcome to Street Talk. It's your radio show on all things real estate. Whether it's buying, selling, financing, we're here to handle all those questions for you. Lucky enough to be joined by an expert panel today, Patrick Crowthers from Compass Real Compass Real Estate. Good morning, Chris. How you doing, buddy? Good, good. And also, Mr. Blake Nelson, also from Compass. Yep. How are you? Good to be good. here. Good. And then we have Mr. Quasi Bowie from John L. Scott. What's up, Chris? So, uh, you know, the... Market continues to remain, what would you call it, static? I, I mean, I think it's, I don't know if static, I think it's um, becoming more balanced, which is which is nice because uh, sellers are still being able to capitalize off their investment in a major way, um, and buyers are getting, getting an opportunity to breathe a little bit and be a little more patient and whatnot. I mean, you still have to have both feet in and be aggressive when you do find something that you like. Sometimes... Uh, People are getting, oh, well, I have time now because it's kind of slowing down or balancing. But I, I don't think that's it. I think that once you do find the right property at the right price point, that you really need to jump on it quick. Yeah. Um, Even though there's more options, you got to be ready to act quickly because the right house is positioned right. They are selling quick. Well, you know, I think uh, being decisive is a key component of the, of the buying process. Like, in other words, sometimes people look at it and go, they want to hem and haw about, oh, the window's not quite right or something's not quite right about the house. You have, to be, you, have to be, you have to be able to put yourself in a position to overlook the small things and just look at the big picture. Absolutely. And sometimes people get caught up on the minor details. And even though the market's somewhat slower than what it was, say, in the spring, people uh, in the, I, they have the idea that, well, maybe we can think about this a little bit more. And I don't think that's the right attitude at all. Well, I think that's a great point, Chris. I mean, yeah, you have a little bit more time to think about it, but you don't have all the time in the world. There is still a, a major influx of buyers out in this market right now. So if you think about it too long or you're overlooking some of the minute things um, and not making an informed, educated decision quickly, um, you can go through due process. And like we talked about last week, contingencies are a major part of that. But if you wait too long, it still might get taken from you. One thing, one thing that we're getting a lot is, uh, for our listings especially, is agents, there, there's a buyer that's kind of on the line, and so they're like, hey, let us know if you do get an offer. So that could actually turn into a multiple offer situation if you're waiting around, because then all of a sudden we do get one offer. For example, we had a listing, we got an offer last night, home had been on the market for about 10, 15 days, or 10, 11 days, and uh, then we called another agent, and we're getting another one. Now, so people are kind of on that line, and they're just waiting for one person to jump. But you can actually put yourself in a multiple offer situation pretty quick. Well, wouldn't it be wiser though to go ahead and make the offer and put a twenty-four uh, hour, you know, twenty-four hour acceptance on it? It was funny the the offer we did get. We've still never the first offer. We never even spoke with the agent. He never called us, which is so strange. I mean, what do you guys feel on that when you get an offer, let's say for whatever price, and it's just in your inbox. They don't call to ask, you know, what your sellers are looking for, you know, all these little details that I think are important because communication is pretty major in this. I was this just going to say, took the words out of my mouth. Communication is key. And if it, there's all sorts of different things you can do to sweeten the deal um, and put yourself in the best position to just get it accepted right away. But 
you know, the lack of communication. Now all of a sudden you find yourself in a multiple offer situation. You might have cost your clients money. So, um, yeah, you, you definitely want to be doing what you can to put yourself in the seller's good graces. Yeah. And I think even more so if I got that offer, didn't have any communication prior, and then I reach out with questions about the offer or the financing or proof of funds or whatever it might be, and then it's silent, then I, I'm really going to have an issue. And that's something that you got to you know, have a discussion with, uh, with your client about. If that agent would have given me a call and you know, kind of ran through the, the process and would have had faith in that, you know, there's a possibility that that would have been signed around that evening. But, you know, we, we got that. We made our calls to the other agents that, hey, we got something in hand. So, um, yeah, like you said, it, it could have cost their clients money and, and made the process a little different. Well, and back to, back to Blake's point, too, you know, just about you don't have that much time. Look at how fast the conversation switched from the market that we were in in the spring and the summer to where we're at now. It's like it's completely changed. Right. And the mindset of people and, and where the market is going with inventory increasing, prices starting to level off. They're like, well, what's what's going on with the market? I think there's opportunity. And with buyers right now, with more inventory and more options, if you act right now, it could be a great time. But if you sleep on it, what happens if that inventory gets absorbed and then we end up going into spring market with even less inventory just like we did? So and the interest rates on top of that exactly. Well, I mean that brings me to my that brings me to another topic. I mean you got the Fed meeting this week, uh, so almost guaranteed you're going to have another quarter point increase as far as the uh, short term rates go. Well, so Chris, I mean that's opportunity cost right there. So what is a quarter point uh, in buying power? Oh, it's gonna it's gonna be pretty enormous just because of the fact that's the short term interest rate. So you're talking about. Long-term mortgage rates will always follow what the Fed does. And right now, we had that run-up back in the spring as far as interest rates go, you know, because we were, we've been in the, we were in the threes last year. So you had the run-up to about four and a half in the spring. And it's been pretty stagnant since that point in time. But, uh, the Fed has raised the interest rate so far on the short-term basis twice so far this year. They're projected to, they're projected to do it two more times in the upcoming, uh, months in uh, September and December, and then uh, potentially another three times as far as next year goes. So interest rates have nowhere to go but up. And then you look at the uncertainty of what's going on as far as the tariffs go and what the, what the long-term effects are going to be as far as that's concerned. I mean, things will become more and more expensive. And so look at your short-term investment compared to your long-term investment. Okay, in the short term, you might pass up and you might get the next home on this slight rollback, maybe 5% cheaper than you would have, say, a month down the road. But if a month down the road, you get it 5% cheaper and interest rates go up a quarter point, you're really still in a losing proposition there. Well, you know, we, what we haven't talked about is just think about this. All the people that have, re, have refinanced and they're in the threes, folks, those of you that are out there, you're, you have a mortgage at three and a half. If you're going to go out and sell the house currently, pay that mortgage off, and then you're going to go, go get a new mortgage, say four and a half to five percent, that payment goes up even though you're cashing out on the equity. You, your mortgage right now that you have is worth money. Yeah, 100%. Just because of the fact that if you, t- if you take your cost to borrow that money is going to be a lot more expensive today than what it was in the past. Also, if you take the Instead of paying the mortgage off, you put you put that into investments. You generate a rate of a rate of return that's going to be 
say, 6 7%, something of that nature, then you're ahead of the ball game. So the idea of paying a mortgage off doesn't necessarily pencil unless you're completely debt-free with 100 or a million dollars in the bank, then it might, then it might, right? But other than that, it doesn't really pencil out for the, for the average person out there. We get a lot of people with uh, with those kind of questions. One thing we're running into a lot lately is is uh, is taking advantage of a HELOC in order to to buy and sell. What are your thoughts on that? Well, again, when it comes to a HELOC or when it comes to borrowing, uh, especially when you're talking about a significant amount of, a significant amount of money, you have to have an exit strategy. So in other words, people that uh, want to, say, remodel a house, I've got to fix up the kitchen, fix up the bathroom, do those things, borrow 50000 Okay, well, what's your strategy to pay that 50000 off? And how, how long will it take you to pay that off? Because if you do a HELOC, HELOC's in, a HELOC's going to be a floating rate. And Are you still on there? Oh, whoops. Sorry about that. Uh, when you do a HELOC, it's going to be a floating rate. So when you look at that, uh, the cost to borrow can only increase, especially when the Fed's increasing the rate. Sometimes they'll do a lock-in rate. They'll lock it in for a couple of years, but then you're subject to whatever the market is at that point in time. So you're sort of delaying the process. Uh, and I do feel with the rise in inventory, I think a HELOC was a great, great option, you know, three four or five months ago, but even in the last 60 to 30 to 60 days, I think that, I mean, you, you can tell me, Quasi and Pat, I, but I'm seeing a lot more contingent offers or buyers being able to leverage a lot more without having to go and get a HELOC. We didn't know what a contingent offer was for the last four years, so <laughs> yeah, it is starting to pop up. Um, yeah, and just an option, and I think that you, you nailed it right there, just having that exit strategy and really having the plan from start to finish on what you're going to do and how you're going to do it um, is very, very important. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's important if you do a second mortgage, lock that rate in because it's going to be cheaper today than will be tomorrow. So in other words, find out what the fixed rate options are. Most HELOCs have a lock-in option. So in other words, if you, if you borrow, yeah, you, if you have a $100,000 HELOC, you take out 30000 you can lock that rate in when you borrow the thirty. So that way you know what the fixed payment is. It's not going to be as uh, appealing as the interest-only payment, but at least it's locked in, at least you're paying... Uh, principal and interest, and so that way it keeps it real, so to speak, because we're getting a lot of clients right now that are giving us a call at uh, Laura's Home Loans where they're consolidating that HELOC, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a large amount of money. So in other words, if you have a $100,000 HELOC and you have a $100,000 first mortgage, which would be nice, but if you, if you combine those things, at that point in time, Regardless of what your rate is on the first, it makes sense to go ahead and consolidate the whole thing into a fixed rate because your blended rate between the two is going to be higher than what it would be at today's interest rates just to refinance or combine the two of them together. You know, the interesting part, the other interesting part that we're, we're talking about, Quasi, we were talking about what the market's doing. Yeah, and when we were talking about the market, uh, even last week when we were talking about, hey, home prices in Seattle coming down, you know, 70,000 in the last three months. And people are interested in their appreciation year over year. Well, I took a look at some stats in other areas just to get some perspective. So let's say you were in area 390. This is the MLS number. Uh, so it was area 390, which is I-90 to about 520 and every area kind of in between, right? They're up 16.5% median price. And that's residential housing. 
If you're in Area 720, which is Lake Forest Park, they're up 21% in their median. Uh, Redmond Carnation, 19.5% appreciation, median income, year over year. So there are areas that are still in double digits of appreciation. So we can't take a look at one specific area and say there's doom and gloom in the air because we're still seeing double digits in others. So really, if you're interested in the value of your home, what's happening in my local market, it really is a hyper-local conversation, what's happening in my area and what's my home worth. Well, real estate is always going to be local. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's that's a big part of it. But like we talked about last week, this is where it's the seller and the listing agents uh, really duty to themselves and everybody else in the neighborhood and especially their local neighborhood not to slash the prices too crazy because if you're getting antsy and you're doing big price reductions to get results quickly i understand that on one aspect on the other hand you know you don't want to go way too under and start devaluing the neighborhood because that will start peeling off appreciation pretty quickly Mm -hmm. isn't it funny though how people just think that because one house sells low or something like that. Oh my God, everything's falling or like people get really excited in this. And one thing that we're struggling with is, is a lot of, um, um, our sellers are getting, are getting antsy if it doesn't sell within that two to three weeks, they're all of a sudden, Oh my gosh, I need a price reduction when that's not history. That's not how it generally is, is, is we're not a, getting those multiple offers, you know, the past 10, 20 years. I mean, the last four years has been pretty crazy. Um, but people are thinking if their home doesn't sell the first week that all of a sudden, you know, let's do we need to reduce what's going on? What's going on? You, you just have to be a little more patient here. I agree. Folks, if you've been in the market where you've had your home sitting for a little bit, you're getting a little bit antsy, or you wish that you would have sold, say, back in the spring, we'd love to hear from you. Number to the show is 844-TALK-101. Once again, the number to the show is 844-TALK-101. Um I think there's a little bit of angst out there, so in, in relation to the market, uh, I think that people are a little bit apprehensive. There's a little bit of they just want the ride to still be there. They want it to still be there. They want to be able to capitalize or say, "Gosh, I wish we'd have sold at the right time." But we'll get into that. We'll get into that in the next segment. That once again, the number to the show is eight four four Talk one zero one. Some things go really good together, like a hammer and nail. When you're making big financial decisions, you want a partner that complements your hopes and desires with wisdom and guidance. Now, Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family have teamed up to give you over 65 years of combined experience and personalized service. So if you're looking to renovate, call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Hi, this is Laura Keel of Laura's Home Loans. If you've spotted that perfect fixer-upper, a renovation loan tied to the purchase could be a great way to get things fixed up before you move in. Questions about a renovation loan? Just ask. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Good together. Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA at laurashomeloans.com. Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL40445, Equal Housing Opportunity. Hi, this is Quasi with John L. Scott and the Quasi Homes team. As a real estate agent, I love helping my clients make the most of their investment. 
When you are selling a fixer-upper, a teardown, or buildable land, you not only want to make the most for your property, you have so many other factors to consider. Can the buyer get financing? Do I want a bunch of people walking through the property? How long will it take to close and get my money? And that's where I come in. Strategy and experience are critical with these types of properties. I'll help you measure your options, hammer out the details, and get the best value. If you are considering selling your fixer-upper, teardown, or buildable land, give me a call. 206-854-4132. That's 206-854-4132. This is Quasi with John L. Scott. Start by investing in experience and strategy. All conversations are confidential. Call 206-854-4132. Hey, it's Story Monson. I've been telling you for five years now about the wonderful people at 3010 Weight Loss for Life, the local weight loss program that has helped listeners lose hundreds of thousands of pounds. The 3010 program was created by healthcare providers providers, doctors and clients love 3010. The doctors love it because they see their patients getting healthier as they lose that weight that burdens people's lives. The clients love it because they look better, they feel better, and the team at 3010, they're incredibly supportive. The nutritionists check in with you every week. They have healthy recipes, they make it delicious for you to lose that weight, and you also learn how to keep that weight off. 3010 weight loss for life. Give them a call. Get started. Get down to your target weight. 3010 Weight Loss for Life, 855-843-3010. That's 855-843-3010. Or go to 3010weightlossforlife.com. You're worth it. Sharing the latest news and exchanging insights on the mortgage industry and all things real estate, this is Street Talk. Now, with an ear to the pavement of our Northwest stomping grounds, here's your host of Street Talk, Chris Davies. Welcome back to Street Talk, where we're talking about all things real estate. You know, we were just talking about what the, what's going on in the market, how things are slow a little bit, and what people's perceptions are. And the reality is that even though the price reductions that we're talking about that, that have happened, that you see advertised or you see articles written about in the uh, Times, for example, about $70,000 dropping uh, in the last three months, it's actually fairly healthy. But... One thing to consider, even with that taking place, you're still in a positive spot. So even if even there is no negative uh, uh, appreciation at this point, uh, market slowing, it's healthy, which, we, which is what we talked about. Now, to counteract that, now you have the interest rate movement with what the Fed's doing. Uh, rates are pretty much at a four-month high. We're at a high point uh, since May of this year, and I think uh, the upward uh, tension, so to speak, is increasing, especially with what uh, the tariff situation is. Chris, where do you think that they will end up by uh, the start of 2019? Uh, That's a great question. Uh, I actually said to start the year out, I predicted five, five and a quarter, Mm -hmm. Um, but... Honestly, we sent out some quotes this we sent a, we sent out some quotes this past week with what the bond market's done in the 5% range. So it just depends what bucket you're in credit score wise, loan to value, those types of things. But when you start to look at it, it's you know, overall it's been fairly flat. So I think it's going to be right in that range. So you I think would, it's going to break 5? I think it, I think that uh, will be 
I'm not going to say that everybody's going to be in the fives, but I think that uh, predominantly will be in the fives. The reason I'm asking is because this could uh, oh, it's a dinner. I could win a steak dinner over this, so that's why I'm curious. Because yeah, uh, there was a, a bet going on. It was probably about nine months a year ago. Yep, where, where the rates would be January one. You were you were the over. What's that? You were the over. Uh, it wasn't even. It was it was um, four point eight seven versus five and a quarter. Wasn't yep, it? that's correct. Yeah. And uh, so it, it wasn't between. I, actually, I win no matter what because it was between. Uh, it was between Chris and another uh, LO. So that that was a. I, I put myself in a good situation to, to get a steak dinner there. Yeah, he, he, riding on the coattails is what you call that, right? Yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> that sounds like that. with a full stomach. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean Freddie Mac announced today that, uh, or announced last week that the rates actually went to four six five, uh, which would be a, which would. Which would be on the low end. I mean, that's going to be the best of the best scenarios. Uh, more than likely, you're probably going to be in the 4.875 to 5% range. A year ago, it was 3.83. So when you start to think about it, I mean, rates are a full point higher than what they are now. Now you've got the Fed increasing the rates four times throughout the year, because by, by the time December rolls around, it's going to be four times. And again, long-term mortgage rates will follow what the Fed does. How quickly it follows, that remains to be determined. But if you look at what Prime did, uh, which is what, which is what uh, the Fed directly affects back in 04, 05, 06, when it went up three points, uh, you're looking at the same similar scenario here coming up in the next couple of years. So from that standpoint, rates are still fantastic. But if you're not uh, looking at it, I think you need to get involved. Let's go to the phones and talk to Anna. Hi, Anna. It's Chris here. What's your question this morning? Hi. I am calling in from Puyallup, and I have listed my house um, about 75, almost 80 days ago, and we have only had four showings, and um, we're just, we've priced reduced twice, and we're wondering if we should keep it on longer or if we should pull it off and try to sell it in the spring. That's actually a fantastic question. I'll go ahead and defer. Yeah, no, that's a it's a great question. I'm sure that a lot of people are in a similar situation. What's your thought, guys? You know, I, I think that um, you, all of us should put our chime in on this. One thing that's really difficult for us to do as as agents, because a lot of times when you know we're just chatting with people and we tell them what we do, they ask our advice and how much their home is worth and whatnot. The main thing is actually seeing the home, and so in order to really give you that that really 100% answer. We'd have to see the home. It's how it's prepped, the photos, the marketing, everything, and then the price point there. Um, one thing that I know the three of us do here is we, we make sure that everything is decluttered, depersonalized, staging is very important, and photos. So as long as it's done right and priced right, you should have more than four showings over that time frame. Just out of curiosity, though, uh, what was the uh, listing initially set at, and what's the price point now? Well, I was listed at five eighty nine nine. Yeah, I'm a new newer construction. It was built in 2014, and um, I'm now at five seventy four nine fifty. And I'm offering incentives to buyers or agents that bring a buyer. Um, okay, so, so yeah, the home across the street from me closed a month before I listed mine, and they sold for five eighty nine, and it was my same floor plan. Same floor plan, same. And, okay. Uh, so, uh, Anna, this is Quasi with John L. Scott. Um, so just kind of looking at the scenario, obviously I'm in the same boat as Pat is. 
you know, we would have to take a look at the home, you know, see what right. is being done as far as marketing and whatnot. But I can tell you what happens oftentimes um, at this price. So if you had this one house that sold that's exactly like yours and same floor plan, uh-huh. everything, they sold at 589 but you didn't sell at 589 and you had to do a price reduction. What we're seeing is because you have uh-huh. that increased inventory, because there's more options for buyers, even if you did that first price reduction, that didn't help. You did another one. What's happening is you're chasing it down, and that price reduction doesn't right. seem to be enough to get you under the price that makes it look at first. Because uh, really what you're looking at is the new buyers into the market. The, the buyers that are already in the market right. for a house like yours, they've already seen it. They've already seen it online. They've already come to see it. So you're really trying to get those new people, and you need that number to pop to them that says, man, this looks like a really good deal. We should go out and take a look at it. And again, I'm saying this without seeing your home, but that's oftentimes what we see. Right. Is you kind of start to chase the market down a little bit, and you're going to have to do probably something uh, a little bit more aggressive um, to, get under that, to get under that price. Yeah, and I would I would say so. Okay. Blake, Blake Nelson Compass here. I I would say that um, what are your comps? I mean, what was the last sold in there? So how long ago was that? Mm-hmm. That was my comp. Is that house right across the street? It closed in July, and okay. I listed in July, and it sold for five eighty nine. And then about four months prior to that, um, a home in my neighborhood that was fifty feet larger than mine sold for 640000 So, I mean, just from a perspective. So, really, I, I would say that it, it's... I could be losing out. It's more of a product of a transitioning market. Yeah. And um, the buyers okay. that were an influx where they would pay whatever to get whatever home are not quite there now. Not to say that there's not a buyer and that your home is not worth that, but I'm, I'm with Quasi that, um, you know, there might meet, need to be a little bit more of a, a price reduction there. Well, I mean, if you if you look at the the big picture aspect of things, then here's what's happened. So when you look at the market, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's been determined at this point that the spring was the height of the market. So when you look at the height of the market, yeah. we're, prob- we're probably talking May-June. At that point in time, the people that sold at that point in time sold at the very height as far as prime price points are concerned. Since that point in time, depending on what county you're in, you're looking at a, a, a pretty big, a pretty significant increase in inventory. So uh, not knowing exactly what that price point means, there's a lot more homes available for people to look at in that price range. So now they're distracted and looking at all these other homes, and they may be in a different boat than you as far as uh, wanting to sell and maybe stay more aggressive as far as that's concerned. So if you're, if you're not in a situation where you have to sell or you don't have a destination to move to or you don't have a roadmap, uh, so to speak, I think it might be a good idea just to just to take a time out and then uh, potentially relist. Well, one thing looking at your listing right now actually is that you, the increments that you're dropping are very minimal. 
Um, do you guys have it up as well over there? Uh-huh. Well, I ju- at first it was five, basically five ninety to five seventy five. So basically, in two price reductions, it was fifteen thousand. Yeah, and and generally what we like yeah. to do is hang on a little yeah. longer and then do something a little more. Hey, this shows that I'm seriously wanting to buy a ten thousand or a five thousand dollar price reduction. Doesn't really do much for the buyers, in my opinion, and and doing it in in mid August uh, when one of the price reductions was done. There's a lot of people that are out traveling um you know that's it's it does kind of slow down wedding season kind of stuff and so uh, there are a little less buyers out there in august and um those those reductions aren't very significant and i would say too that your very next relocating you are okay your very next door neighbor sold so we have a job and i i have a deadline Okay. I just didn't know if I should just give my house away. No, no, like, no, no, no. Go to the rock bottom. No, 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 no. No, I think there's, I think there's a very fine line, Anna. This is Quasi with John L. Scott. There's a very fine line between giving your house away and strategically dropping that price to something that's going to allow it to sell. And I think that even if you look at, well, what's the spring market going to be? We don't know that. And we don't know where rates are going to be at. Right. We don't know what inventory is going to be. So all we can do is give you the very best advice for right now in your situation. Yeah. And again, without like actually going, taking a look at the house, seeing what was done with marketing, it's really hard to give you that. But I think the consensus is is that uh, uh, that well, there are some options for you as far as to get this home sold and, and not to give it away. And also, yeah, I mean, I think uh, don't be tepid. Don't be tepid as far as the price reduction goes. If you do do something, do, have a little bit of a wow factor there. Yeah, not a one percent drop. Not a one percent drop, exactly. So, in other words, cre- like, get. Um, what would it be a good price? Well, uh, I mean, for example, going. For, co- no, great question. It's it's hard to say. It's really hard to say without seeing your home. To be honest with you, it would be unfair for us to actually okay. give you that. Um, you know, w- without doing a walkthrough. But. Okay. I, I, what I can say is, your your very next door neighbor. I know they were a smaller home. Um, but they started at mm-hmm. five fifty and sold for five thirty in June, so that was a twenty thousand dollar price yeah. deficit. So I would, you know, did, yeah. again looking at the big picture of things, I would say probably uh, mid to lower fives would be a good target or good price point as far as that's concerned. And this is just me talking, not from a real estate. And he's he's a lender. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm the one that will give the money to your buyer. But anyway, so I'm just saying from a, as far as being able to create some activity, because what you want to do, uh, just like anything else, whether it's a house, whether it's a car, what, no matter what it is, you want to create some activity. You're not going to do it when, it when it's just static at one particular price. So you want to do something that's, again, is just going to put an exclamation point behind what you're doing. Uh, great call, Anna. Appreciate it very much. And uh, please give us a call and let Thank us know you. what you decide to do here and let us know how that works out for you. Folks, uh, number to the show is 844-TALK-101. Some things go really good together. Popcorn and movies, grandparents and grandchildren. When you're making big financial decisions, you want a partner that complements your hopes and desires with wisdom and guidance. Now, Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family have teamed up to give you over 65 years of combined experience and personalized service. So if you're considering a reverse mortgage, call one 833 
Ask Laura. Hi, it's Laura Keel of Laura's Home Loans, and we would love to share all the insights we've learned over the years to help you make the best decision for your family. Questions about a reverse mortgage? Is it safe? Could we pay off our current mortgage or even buy a new house? Any question at all, just ask. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Good Together, Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA at laurashomeloans.com. Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL40445, Equal Housing Opportunity. Hey, it's Story Monson. You know my story at 3010 Weight Loss for Life. Four and a half years ago, I had 25 extra pounds, and in about five or six weeks, they helped me lose that and get down to my target weight. They are helping listeners lose hundreds of thousands of pounds collectively. They make it so so easy for you to get down to your target weight. All you have to do is get started. Give them a call, 855-843-3010, 855-843-3010, or go to 3010weightlossforlife.com. When you're making big financial decisions, you want a partner that complements your hopes with wisdom and guidance. Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family have teamed up to serve you with over 65 years of combined experience. Hi, this is Laura Keel of Laura's Home Loan. If your fixer-upper has you wondering about a renovation loan, call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL40445, Equal Housing Opportunity. Hi, this is Patrick. And Lisa. And you've heard us here on Street Talk with Chris Davies. We don't just respond to real estate questions on the show. Nope. We're ready to take your call, meet in person, and start working for you. It's our mission to provide answers, guidance, and exceptional customer service. We aim to earn your trust as your local real estate team. Patrick. And Lisa. Give us a call at 206-954-3555. Again, 206-954-3555. Buying, selling, or or both. both. Your success is what matters most. Our connections can help. Patrick and Lisa, local experts coming together to help you find your place in the world. Patrick and Lisa, you can find us at patrickandlisa.com or give us a call at 206-954-3555. That's 206-954-3555. Patrick and Lisa, you can find us at patrickandlisa.com. Buy, sell, invest, and rest. When it comes to the mortgage industry and real estate, know the ropes, the ins and outs, and all the curves. This is Street Talk with Chris Davies, with a panel of industry insiders here to take your call. Now, here's your host of Street Talk, Chris Davies. Welcome back to Street Talk. We did a little more research on uh, the... uh Anna's call and uh, also the homes that are selling in her neighborhood, right? And it's interesting to me that when you start to look at things, because I've been guilty of this as well, I sit there, I see a neighbor's house sell across the street, and I go, gosh, you know what? That's exactly the same house as mine. And sometimes you're not aware of all the details. You see the list price, but you you may not necessarily know exactly what it's sold for. So uh, what did you find out, Blake, when you looked at it specifically? So Blake Nelson Compass here, uh, in kind of pulling up the main comparable, which would be the next door neighbor, um, we were looking at, they listed back in April, so it was kind of the height of the spring market, and yep. um, they listed for five forty nine nine fifty. 
Um, that went for about 65 days, so over two months until they dropped to 539 950 So that was a $10,000 drop and then ultimately settled 10000 below that at uh, flat 530 So the comp next door would be 530000 Now, it wasn't as upgraded. Um, it, it was a smaller house and had one less quarter bath. Um, but when you're looking at the very next-door neighbor that is at 574 um, when you look at it from that perspective, um, it, it might need a little bit more of a price adjustment to get people to jump. Yeah, and also when you look at the, the, I think there's a little bit more trepidation out there as far as buyers go. You're not going to you're not going to be willing to pay top top price just because of the fact there's more options available, right? And it's a different market. Yeah. And so. another thing is that when when you have a home, let's say that it's listed at 590 and uh, through the first month you only have two showings. I'm not going to do a five ten thousand dollar price reduction. That shows that you're way off. Um, that that definitely needs a larger jump. If you're having you know. You know, eight to fifteen people at the open houses. Just no one's really jumping on it, but you're having a lot of showings and everything like that. Then you can do a smaller adjustment. But if you're only getting, it's still in this market right now, even though it's slowed down a little bit. Um, if you're only getting, you know, two, you know, one one showing every couple weeks, you're way off in price. Yeah, so the activity level is not. And not I'll, where I'll jump on one quick point before we go to the call. Is I think that the other important thing to realize is we talked about it with Anna when she was on the phone is. We, we haven't seen the house, so we got to walk through it. But also, what, what was happening as far as marketing? What has been done? Because I often look at it and say, you need a remarketing, almost rebranding of this house to say, okay, let's get the activity going. So it's not sometimes just about a price reduction. Sometimes it's what are we doing to get the home sold on top of that price reduction? Yep. Start yeah, to finish. Absolutely. Let's go to the phones and talk to Matt. Uh, Matt, Chris here. What's your question this morning? I've got a I've got a home in Gig Harbor. Uh, it's on uh, almost one acre of land, and it's got a view of the Puget Sound. And I bought it distressed, and it's got a guest house, and it's got a shop, and it's got a major house. And my goal was to fix everything up and and make the big house a uh, oh you know something that fits the neighborhood, okay. which is which is high end uh, and it's rural. And um, but because of uh, things happening, I can't do it. So so what what's the deal with? sell as is because it's got it needs a new electrical the big house i'm talking the 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 guest house is fine but the big house needs electrical needs new windows needs new everything and how do i sell it as is 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 there a is there a clause where you can't sell it as is if the electrical isn't up to date or whatever so not up to date so that's what I'm asking. Uh, great, again, great questions. I'll go ahead and defer to the panel and let them uh, jump in. Well, I'll, uh, this is Quasi with John L. Scott. I'll jump right in and say uh, all of those things and issues that you have um, with the house, number one, as long as you disclose those, um, you're, really, you're really covering yourself. And every single purchase and sale agreement is actually as is. That is how the buyer is buying the house. Now, if they're doing a negotiation and they're asking you to do X, Y, and Z after the inspection, well, that's different. But um, 
the things that you really have to look at when you're selling as is, is are these issues going to be financing issues? Because if they're financing issues, then yeah, they become your issues because the buyer can't get financing. It might just be a cash deal. Then you're looking at a different buyer and you're looking at a different price point. So there's a few different things to look at, um, but there's definitely options out there. If you really just need to get the house sold, um, know your price. What are you willing to take just to be done with that property? Um, and I know that uh, I'd, I'd be willing to look at it as well as some of uh, the investors I have just to really just take it off your hands if that's really what you wanted. Uh, and uh, But then there's also some options as far as listing the property that we can you know, obviously advise and guide you through um, on what your options are if they are financing issues with the property. Yeah, Matt, this is uh, P- Patrick with Compass. And another thing that um, there are possibly some minimal things that can be done. I don't know your situation, um, but but that's another reason to have a, a real estate broker. Go take a look at the home, do a walkthrough. And, and what uh, my partner Lisa and I do often is kind of an ABC list. And there are some minimal small things you can do to actually prep your house or make it look more appealing unless you're just trying to throw it right on the market. So uh, as Quasi said, a lot of homes, uh, the purchase and, standard purchase and sale is as is, but um, the disclosure is major. You'll get the Form 17 in there and you disclose everything and you price it accordingly. You know, you look at comps, what they would sell if it was renovated and then subtract based on some of the work that's done there and um, and go that route. But if, um, I mean, it happens all the time. We've How many homes have we seen just thrown on the market? I mean, more often than not, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, Blake Nelson Compass here. And, um, you know, we just did one of these, me and my business partner, Chris, and uh, in Wedgwood. And it's a perfect flip opportunity. And there was, you know, a lot of distress on the property, but uh, the, the land was very valuable. And it was a great flip for somebody or even a teardown and then rebuild right back up in a great location. So as Pat was saying, you know, you just kind of go off of comps on say a fixed up and then subtract by what the work needs to be done and, and come to your valuation. Uh, in which case we just had a, a cash deal. It was an as is deal, distressed property, and we couldn't really have the means to clean it up. So, um, our seller and I decided, okay, we're going to put it on the market and just see what it gives us. And all cash offer came in right away and closed in 10 days. Yeah, and I think, Matt, honestly, I think when you walk into a transaction like this, obviously you had intentions of uh, renovating the property, fixing it up, but seeing that that, that's not possible, I think it's important that you have the right expectation of what you're doing. So uh, uh, there's no issues with you listing the property, selling the property as as it currently sits. So hopefully that's useful to you. Uh, Folks, uh, the number to the show is 844-TALK-101. Once again, 844-TALK-101. Some things go really good together. Freedom and liberty, safety and security. When you're making big financial decisions, you want a partner that complements your hopes and desires with reliability and guidance. Now, Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family have teamed up to give you over 65 years of combined experience and personalized service. So if you're a veteran or current service member looking to buy a home, call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Hi, this is Laura Keel of Laura's Home Loans. There are so many wonderful benefits and opportunities available to our service members. If you have questions about how a VA loan could help you and your family, we would love to help. Just ask. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. 
good together. Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA at laurashomeloans.com. Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL40445, Equal Housing Opportunity. Hey, it's Story Monson. I've been telling you for five years now about the wonderful people at 3010 Weight Loss for Life, the local weight loss program that has helped listeners lose hundreds of thousands of pounds. The 3010 program was created by healthcare providers, doctors and clients love 3010. The doctors love it because they see their patients getting healthier as they lose that weight that burdens people's lives. The clients love it because they look better, they feel better, and the team at 3010, they're incredibly supportive. The nutritionists check in with you every week. They have healthy recipes. They make it delicious for you to lose that weight. And you also learn how to keep that weight off. 3010 Weight Loss for Life. Give them a call. Get started. Get down to your target weight. 3010 Weight Loss for Life, 855-843-3010. That's 855-843-3010. Or go to 3010weightlossforlife.com. You're worth it. When picking a real estate broker, customer satisfaction is key. Hi, this is Rebecca Mitsui of Keller Williams. When buying or selling a home, there's a lot to consider, and you've got a lot on your mind. As your real estate broker, it's my job to get the information that's right for you. Your interests are of interest to me. Now, there's a great deal of technology and information out there, but it takes a human touch to bring those numbers to life and close the deal. We'll utilize today's state-of-the-art tools, Keller Williams industry experience, and as a Seattle native, I know our stomping grounds like the back of my hand. I've also been honored with the Seattle Magazine Award for Best in Client Satisfaction. I'm Rebecca Mitsui of Keller Williams. Get first-class real estate service from me and my team. Call 206-935-6262. Again, 206-935-6262. If you're buying or selling, I'm here to help. 206-935-6262. Maneuver the road of real estate. Now, back to Street Talk with Chris Davies. Welcome back to Street Talk. Here's another interesting component to uh, what Matt just called about in the last segment. Uh, he had a property that was, you know, needed, needed a little bit of work. There's actually quite a, there's quite a few options out there when it comes to buying properties that need work. There's renovation loans, rehab loans, and things of that nature. Um, so... The condition of the property doesn't necessarily mean you can't buy it. You just have to deal with somebody that knows the ins and outs of how that of, of the various products that are out there. So from that perspective, and again, I mean, that, that property had a guest house, a main house. And so depending on how you do the appraisal, you can do the appraisal in the main house and not necessarily focus on the guest house. So there's a lot of different things that can be done there uh, from the financing side. So... Uh, you know, obviously, you'd have to do a walkthrough and check it out and see what it is. And uh, like you said, disclose all the things that you know about the property, all the things that you need work. But uh, to me, listing that property or being able to arrange financing for it, I don't, think, I don't see that as much of an issue. Well, I agree that it may not be much of an issue for you. But when you deal with some other lenders who, number one, don't know about programs or it's their first rodeo with the program, I'm going to have a lot of questions, and and for Matt, he's going to need to know, look, this is the first time this lender's doing this 203K or whatever they're going to do, and here are the hurdles. You have to understand what those hurdles are and whether or not he's in a position to deal with those hurdles because we don't quite know what his situation is, right? 
Well, it's just can like you a, get can you get contractors out to the property? Can you get the bids that you need? Right? There's a lot of things that go along with uh, with that. One. And Chris, this is kind of an interesting. Uh, what makes is there anything that is a total deal killer? I mean, I know certain things like the roof and, and whatnot. What makes it unlendable? You know, um, that's a great question. Uh, it comes down it co- what it comes down to, and this is just a quick synopsis on it: li- livability. Okay. Right, so a roof necessarily is not going to be a deal killer with most lenders. In, in other words, you could have a house that's fantastic, but it needs a new roof. So in most cases, you know the seller doesn't have any money, right? Yep. And the buyer doesn't want to put the new roof on because they don't own, don't own the property yet. Now most banks will kill that deal. You know, at uh, Laura's Home Loans or Mortgage Masters, we'll do an escrow holdback on it. Okay. Yeah. So creative so, financing. So, in other words, that just means that you do your normal loan. You, you basically have to put up one, one and a half times the bid amount. Mm-hmm. So, if your bid is $20,000, you put up $30,000, you put that into escrow. You have to get the do- work done fairly fast after closing. But uh, then, of course, once the work's done, the property gets reinspected, deal's done, and you have your loan at your normal rate, and you don't have to go through the rehab process. But if you're talking about a property that doesn't have a kitchen, doesn't have a bedroom, doesn't have a bathroom, where you have to install install all those things, that's going to be a rehab loan. Yeah, or if you got a sewer septic, oh, yeah, all uh, that, and it's not improving the actual livability of the house. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So then at that point, you have to, you know, when you talk about a rehab loan, the, the, the rehab loan uh, big picture is actually quite simple because what you do is you base, you base the loan on the future position of the property. In other words, what's the property worth with all that work being done to it? So then your loan is based upon that, not as it sits. Okay. And so most rehab loans will have a six-month contingency. You have six months to complete the work, but you have to have all the bids. You have to have a contractor lined up. You have to have the plans drawn up. It's not going to be one. It's not DIY, meaning do it yourself. You have to have professionals do the work that are that have that show the ability to do, to do the work and also have the wherewithal. In other words, they've done projects before, they have the capacity to do them. You know, they're not going to be dependent upon the, you know, a dollar coming in, having to get that dollar right back again. Yeah. You know, they have to be able to not flo- floats not the right term. They have to be able to carry the contract for a short period of time until they get paid. So if that makes sense. Pat, you have a listing, I believe. I do, absolutely. And I'm going to be there uh, from 12 to 3 o'clock today at the open house. So uh, absolutely come visit me down in Ballard. So yeah, this is a this is an amazing house. It's actually on a pretty good sized lot, a 5,000 square foot corner lot. It's elevated a little bit. Uh, 1945 Cape Cod style home. It's uh, 1,900 square feet, uh, just under 1,200 square feet finished. Uh, three bedroom, one bathroom. But then the basement is actually very clean and also has partially finished space down there, which there's actually a movie room down there as well. So uh, very maintain. It was maintained very well. Great. Uh, private backyard, fully fenced with a detached garage as well. So, uh, great, great value here. Come take a look. Uh, once again, it's 12 to 3 today. And, uh, they did a, uh, fully renovated kitchen, about a $50,000 renovation on the kitchen. Weren't planning on selling, uh, and they did that last year. And so this whole place, this place is dialed in. Come take a look. The address is 6401 28th Avenue Northwest. That's 6401 28th Avenue Northwest in Seattle, and the MLS is 
336-4310. That's 136-4310. You're just blocks away from downtown Ballard there where you're, all the restaurants, shops, great walkability, elementary school the um, is, is close by. So um, right in between uh, downtown Ballard and, and 65th there. So c- come see me, 12 to 3. Oh, Ballard is just one of those hip neighborhoods. I mean, especially with the walkability and such. It's a, it's a fantastic area. And also, it's one of the uh, best appreciating neighborhoods, too, right? It is. It's, it's, a great, it's a great place. And the n- nice part about this is you're not in the thick of things, but you're very close to it. And it's got a great feel at this home. And having that corner lot elevated there in that, that private backyard. When you're in that backyard, it's fully fenced. There's a lot of mature landscape there. Um, it, it doesn't feel like you're in the middle of the city. It's nice. So come see me. Come see Pat. So just like what we talked about before, I mean, I think uh, when you look at various neighborhoods throughout Seattle, I mean, uh, there's a lot of appreciation going on. Uh, <clears throat> certainly take a look at it. And keep in mind that that price point, you can actually get it with 5% down. So when you, we, again, when you talk about just being able to get into a house and you think about being able to buy a home with 5% down, it doesn't take 20% down to get into a house. And I still find that a lot of people think that it takes 20% to get into a home when that's not the case. Most people feel that way that haven't purchased a home, you know. Even people that have purchased it, even though it's been years, a lot of people are in a great situations where they, can, where they can buy right now and they just haven't been educated or haven't made the phone call to figure out where they stand. Fantastic. It's been a great show, guys. Uh, let's go ahead and tell folks how they can get a hold of you. Uh, so this is Quasi John L. Scott. You can call or text 206 206- Eight five four four one three two. If you have a fixer upper or property that needs to be or can be developed, give me a call. And Blake with Compass, uh, Blake dot Nelson at Compass dot com four two five seven six five two one eight five. And this is Patrick Crowthers with Compass Real Estate, and you can give me a call two zero six seven zero one four four eight seven. That's two zero six seven zero one four four eight seven. Or look us up on PatrickandLisa dot com. This is Chris Davis with Laura's Home Loans and Mortgage Masters. Uh, number to get a hold of us is 833-ASK-LAURA. Any loan questions, finance questions, we're there to help. Folks, have a great weekend and enjoy the show coming up about, about the Hawks. Go Hawks, show. baby. Go, Go Hawks. Hawks. Chris Davies, MLO 105695, Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL 40445, Equal Housing Opportunity. Hi, this is Quasi with John L. Scott and the Quasi Homes team. As a real estate agent, I love helping my clients make the most of their investment. When you are selling a fixer-upper, a teardown, or buildable land, you not only want to make the most for your property, you have so many other factors to consider. Can the buyer get financing? Do I want a bunch of people walking through the property? How long will it take to close and get my money? And that's where I come in. Strategy and experience are critical with these types of properties. I'll help you measure your options, hammer out the details, and get the best value. If you are considering selling your fixer-upper, teardown, or buildable land, give me a call. 206-854-4132. 
That's 206-854-4132. This is Quasi with John L. Scott. Start by investing in experience and strategy. All conversations are confidential. Call 206-854-4132. Some things go really good together, like a hammer and nail. When you're making big financial decisions, you want a partner that complements your hopes and desires with wisdom and guidance. Now, Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family have teamed up to give you over 65 years of combined experience and personalized service. So if you're looking to renovate, call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Hi, this is Laura Keel of Laura's Home Loans. If you've spotted that perfect fixer-upper, a renovation loan tied to the purchase could be a great way to get things fixed up before you move in. Questions about a renovation loan? Just ask. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Good together. Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA at laurashomeloans.com. Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL40445, Equal Housing Opportunity. Hi, this is Patrick. And Lisa. And you've heard us here on Street Talk with Chris Davies. We don't just respond to real estate questions on the show. Nope. We're ready to take your call, meet in person, and start working for you. It's our mission to provide answers, guidance, and exceptional customer service. We aim to earn your trust with your local real estate team. Patrick. And Lisa. Give us a call at 206-954-3555. Again, 206-954-3555. Buying, selling, or or both. both. Your success is what matters most. Our connections can help. Patrick and Lisa, local experts coming together to help you find your place in the world. Patrick and Lisa, you can find us at patrickandlisa.com or give us a call at 206-954-3555. That's 206-954-3555. Patrick and Lisa, you can find us at patrickandlisa.com. 